Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about women who've made important contributions to the world of health and wellness. Today, we're talking about a woman who founded a religious order in New Zealand, made it her life's work to care for the sick and underserved, and could become New Zealand's first saint. Let's meet Suzanne Aubert. Suzanne Aubert was born Marie-Henriette Suzanne Aubert near Lyon, France, in June of 1835. Her early life isn't well documented, but she later recalled a few important moments that would lead to her religious calling. When she was a child, Suzanne fell into an icy pond. The accident left her disabled for a time, affecting her eyesight and her limbs. This created in her an affinity and care for the seriously ill and disabled. She also had contact with the Marists, a French Catholic congregation that led missionary trips to places like New Zealand, Fiji, and Tonga. She also sought guidance from Jean-Marie Baptiste Vianney, a priest on the outskirts of Lyon. He became known amongst French Catholics for his almost supernatural insight. In 1858, the priest made predictions about Suzanne's life. One of those predictions was that she would go on missions, but her family didn't support her religious life. So when she made up her mind to fulfill that prophecy, she had to do it in secret. In 1860, at the age of 25, Suzanne boarded a whaling ship called General Test alongside a group of Catholic missionaries and Bishop Pompalier. The voyage took four months, and they arrived in New Zealand on December 30, 1860. Suzanne later said that when they landed at the wharf, a Maori hand was the first held out to me. On the ship, Suzanne had studied the Maori language, and she also took time to learn their healing traditions. She sought friendship with New Zealand's indigenous people, and they came to call her Mary Hohepa. Suzanne became known for helping people who were sick with herbal remedies and medicinal formulas she created herself. This has led some to believe she was growing and selling cannabis. It's never been confirmed, but that hasn't stopped people from calling her New Zealand's first cannabis grower. Regardless of what they were made of, these remedies helped to fund Suzanne's charity work. Suzanne spent about nine years at a convent in Auckland, teaching and working with Maori girls and providing care to the people in the area. In 1866, she was treating Bishop Pompalier when she accidentally ingested some ammonia, poisoning herself. At one point, she even fell into a coma. Everyone was convinced she had died. She was measured for a coffin, and a grave was dug when a nurse saved her life. Suzanne went on to work as a missionary among the Maori, first in Hawke's Bay and then in Jerusalem, New Zealand, where she arrived in 1883. There, she opened a home for children. Thus began a period of social work, and she set out to care for the urban poor in Wellington. In 1900, Suzanne opened the first Home for Incurables, a place for disabled children. The next year, she opened up a soup kitchen, And in 1907, she opened Our Lady's Home of Compassion to care for disadvantaged children and babies. 
1913, she traveled to Rome to gain recognition from the Pope for her own congregation, Daughters of Our Lady of Compassion. While she was in Italy, Suzanne didn't rest. She got to work nursing, taking care of victims of an earthquake, and caring for those wounded in World War I. Suzanne's impressive life came to an end when she died in 1926 at the age of 91. She was surrounded by her sisters in New Zealand. Fitting her legacy, she had a bigger funeral than any other woman in New Zealand's history. Today, Suzanne's congregation continues to do the work that she began with social work, education, caring for the sick, and working with disadvantaged communities. She's currently under consideration for sainthood. In 2016, Pope Francis declared her venerable, a big step in canonization. To be fully declared a saint, the Vatican will also need to assess proof of two miracles she performed. All month, we're honoring women who changed the landscape of health and wellness. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.